This is a HeadGum Podcast. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tig? Cheryl? We cover a lot of stuff in this. I say that. But we do. But we do. There's some heavy stuff in this one. There's some heavy stuff and also some ridiculous uh, stuff that has nothing to do with the heavy stuff. But that's par for the course. That's how this show goes. Yes. Uh, We go off the rails. But this episode really does have some heavy stuff. But people should still listen to it because I think there's some conversations that... That That are necessary. Yeah. And like I said, also, we managed to have a few unrelated laughs. Yes. Yes. Because that is how this show goes. That it is, is a comedy podcast. It's a comedy podcast. Yeah. It's a comedy. But sometimes documentaries aren't funny, so we have to veer off. Even the Tickled. Remember Tickled and we thought that was going to be hilarious? It's, oh, yeah. isn't. Yeah. Ladies and jerks, welcome to Killer Sally. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tig, hey. Hey, Cheryl, hey. First of all, how did uh, your pickleball go? (laughs) Well, it was really fun, but it was, you know, months ago, right? A couple of months ago that I taped it. Right, but it just aired, right? Yeah. I thought you thought it was, um, a lot of people thought, people were writing me going, Look to your you left. Know, I hope it's the game goes in. well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry I missed it, but did you win? Well, you can always stream it on <laughs> Paramount Plus. Great, I sure will. I don't want to give that away. Oh. I want to encourage people to go watch it. Um, Stephanie and I watched it. Uh, we streamed it this morning, and I found it to be very fun to watch. Can you tell us who your partner was? Will Farrell. <gasps> oh, and do you know Will? I do. Do you? 
I do, but just not not very well. But he was uh, at the Groundlings Theater. We weren't mm-hmm. at the Groundlings Theater together, but we're both from the Groundlings Theater. And yeah, his wife had a baby the same day that I had cat at the oh. same hospital just down the hall. So it's wow. kind of hilarious to see Will walking around. <laughs> do they know that? I think so. I mean, mm. we don't all celebrate every year. <laughs> yeah. So they have the same birthday? Yeah. Your kids? Yeah. I mean, oh. I think so. I've never looked it up, but I... Right. Well, I wasn't sure. You know, sometimes people are in there for a couple of days, a days. or a week or, you know. If my memory is good, which it's not, uh, mm-hmm. it was the same day. I think it was the oh. same day. Okay. But, um, okay, so you guys had a ball, a pickleball? We ball? had a pickleball. We did. I had a great time. Um, I think you know I played with a fractured femur. Oh my! Uh, did you know God. that? I keep forgetting you have a fractured femur. But you yeah, got well. Yeah, how can you play pickleball when you have to use a your alligator walking cane? I didn't have my alligator walking cane at that point. You were just going on adrenaline. Well, my doctor had told me to stay off of it, and yeah. I just said, I want to do this tournament, so I'm going to stay off of it for a month, and then he was like, then you have to be on a cane for a few months. And You're so, like a football player at the Super Bowl. That's exactly what I'm like. That is <laughs> Whatever exactly... happens, I've got to take it. I've got to just yeah. take it. I was just so excited, and I had already committed in my head, and I had trained yeah. for a couple of weeks and to the point where I couldn't walk. Wow. And then I just thought, okay, well, I just won't play. And then I'll wear a knee brace and hope that there's some sort of support there. (laughs) And I plowed through, you know, I think it was like, Thomas, was it like 105 or 107 degree (gasps) heat as well? And humid. And it was humid. It was like, I can't believe everyone made it out alive. Wow. And then not to mention my leg is fractured. Your femur. So, yeah. Why do they, do you know why they call it pickleball? Uh, there's no way to know. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I mean, I played it once, but I don't recall like ever like shouting pickleball or uh, that's a pickle. That's a ball. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I had heard that the person that started it had a dog named Pickle. Oh, is something oh. that I had heard. Thomas is shaking his head yes to that. Mm-hmm. I know somebody who had a dog named Mr. Pickles, and you had to call him Mr. Pickles and not just Pickles. Mr. Pickles Ball. <laughs> Mr. Pickles. <gasps> what if my friend invented Pickleball and I don't even know it? Yeah, it would have come up. <laughs> it definitely would have come up. It would have come up. Okay, I mean, we do have a lot to talk about, but... Mm-hmm. Right before we started talking, Elizabeth Holmes, Theranos, mm-hmm. the billion-dollar herpes detector. <laughs> yes, the herpes detector. In fact, I forgot about the herpes detector bit until you just mentioned it. <laughs> you, before we got on to record today, mentioned that she got sentenced, and I it never even crossed my mind about the herpes detector when that's like the biggest that's what she's known for is her herpes detector (laughs) and i just remembered that it was somebody that was you know dishonest yeah so if you you don't know elizabeth holmes 
was 19. Well, if you don't know, you should listen oh, to our listen to, episode first. Yeah. What is it called? Theranos, Thomas? Yeah. Yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> something. It doesn't matter. They'll find it. It was called The Inventor. Oh. oh the Inventor. She invented <laughs> stories and lies. But and ahead. a herpes detector. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a fascinating story, and you should listen to it. I mean, of course, listen to our coverage of it because you'll you'll learn everything you need to know about the case. Yeah. It's one of our best episodes. Would you agree? I would agree. My face hurt after after recording that one because it was so because it's so hard to even imagine everything that went on. But yes, yeah. a lot of people gave her millions, maybe billions, billions of dollars. And she was trying to sample people's blood with just a drop to check them for like 200 different different diseases and conditions. And at the end of the day, (laughs) the only thing that they got cleared for was to detect herpes. (laughs) So um, (laughs) I don't know why we thought that was hilarious because we're childish. But anyway, it was one of those building moments okay. when your brain is kind well, of collecting girl can dream. all the information um, you have, okay. and you're like, oh, and oh then, my god! Uh, <laughs> oh, I guess we should just it's get It's just right a to... herpes <laughs> detector, and it costs <laughs> investors billions of dollars to detect herpes at Walgreens. Oh, no, I can't. This is how we're starting out. I don't oh, have herpes. I just do want to put it out there that I do not that I'm looking to date, but I. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Um, and I like that you'll come right on and tell us. Yeah. I just want people to know I do not have herpes. Oh. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. So, Tig, shall we get into it? Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I mean, it's hard because, well, just the title alone, mm-hmm. you know that it's bad news. Yeah. It's not a happy um, story. Today, we're talking about Killer Sally. It's mm-hmm. a 2022 docu-series directed by Nanette Burstein. The documentary outlines the life of Sally McNeil. Can you hear my dogs barking? They're going crazy. That's why you get cats. <laughs> but, the, but the dogs tell me when there's danger nearby. And it sounds like danger is at the door. See, I don't want to know when there's danger nearby. You just want it to be a surprise. Over- yeah, I just, I don't want a huge warning and a countdown to the oh. end. Oh. I want to be asleep with my cats and we all just go out together. Go peacefully. Yeah. Well, sometimes when you're close to danger, it's helpful because your adrenaline pumps and it allows you to do extraordinary things that you wouldn't normally be Speak able to for do. for yourself. Speak for yourself. I have not come close to that. (laughs) The documentary outlines the life of Sally McNeil, her wrestling career, and the tragic ending to her abusive marriage, featuring interviews with Sally, her family, and friends of her and Ray McNeil. Killer Sally is available to watch on Netflix. This this was... This made me very sad, upset, sick to my stomach. It, this was very difficult. So just once again to remind people, this is a comedy podcast and we don't 
we don't think any of this is funny and it's and it's and sad. when things get really tough we usually veer away from it and we'll share personal stories and anecdotes that might yes. not have anything to do with it yes so the documentary begins with sally mcneil a white blonde lady holding a gun and introducing herself as a Marine of 11 years, now a civilian, and she leaves a phone number for anyone interested in wrestling her. So this was like a video that she had put out back in the day because that's how Mm -hmm. she made money. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wrestling people? She was a a bodybuilder. Then started wrestling for cash. Right. So she, uh, her first competition was on Valentine's Day in 1987, she took fourth place in the Armed Forces Bodybuilding Championship. And then she met another bodybuilder, Ray McNeil. Mm-hmm. And she describes Ray as a hunk of a man who was polite and kind when they first met. Mm-hmm. So Sally and Ray would watch Arnold Schwarzenegger movies together. They dated for two months before they got married. And he became a stepdad to her children. This was so hard to watch because at the beginning of this, it was lighthearted and they showed a lot of bodybuilding and a lot mm. of bodybuilders. And it's a it's an interesting, quirky world, don't you think? Yeah, to say the very least. <laughs> I would say she's interesting and quirky. I think anybody who does anything to an extreme, you mm. know, they have sort of have their own culture going mm-hmm. one time i went into audition for a um beer commercial <laughs> says See, this to is do how we veer to... off yeah or as you're doing you beer off but go on <laughs> you beer off and uh mm. there were guys in there like really hot guys they must have been shirtless i guess and gross <laughs> before they went into audition they would do push-ups so we're, there were guys just like doing push-ups and girls just sitting there in their mini skirts. And is that to pump up? Yes. Or to like get like jacked up, energized? Probably. No, it's to pump up. So anytime you see a guy, well, I'm generalizing, but anytime you see a guy in a nude scene or in a commercial where they have their shirt off or. Something like that. They just did push-ups right before the camera rolled. Mm, That's just how okay. we do it in Hollywood. Have you not right. experienced that? Um, I might have, but I also probably didn't pay attention to why they were doing it. I probably, in my head, thought, "Well, this is this is a good time to get a little a workout in." Being a man, although I will say, I've been in a several scenes with Larry David when he was shirtless, or have I? Larry seems to always be wearing a shirt. But anyway, I don't think he pumps up before a shirtless scene. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Maybe he should. Maybe his career would take off if he did. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he would get another season of his show. I'm going to call him. But anyway, it reminded me of these guys because before they go out to compete, these bodybuilders, they are just like pumping up so they're you know, veins, bulge. Do you like veins? Like when people have veins in their arms or? I mean, it's not what I go for. Mm-hmm. But if there's like a 
handsome guy with veins in his arms because his muscles are so big he can't help it. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. what about you? I just, I remember when I used to ride, I would cycle long distance. I used to get um, veins. My veins would pop out of my Braggadocious arms. Alert. <laughs> and um, some people were grossed out by it. Mm. And then other people were like, oh, I think that looks it's cool. Sexy. It's, you know, the eye of the beholder, I suppose. Yeah, I never knew it was... Um, uh, like a thing that people aspire to? Or even had an opinion about. I was just, oh. I would get off my my bike and I had uh, veins popping out. Wow. That's all. Those were the days. Those days are really <laughs> gone. And we have to take a break. Oh, no. And we will be right back. Hmm. I'm taking Cheryl True Story. Hmm. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we are back on Tig and Cheryl True, True Story. Story. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we are talking about Sally McNeil, who mm. was a bodybuilder, mm. and she met a guy named Ray. Mm-hmm. They had a lot in common. They dated for two months, and then they got married. And he became a stepfather to her children. Would you say this is something people could learn from, maybe... Don't get married after two months? Or Mm. do you feel like, well, if you're feeling it, go Mm. with it? Mm. Because I've always heard it's good to spend a calendar year with Mm. somebody. See how they go through the seasons. See how they go through the holidays. See. I mean, it's wise. Mm -hmm. But don't you know some people who they say, oh, you know when you know. I knew when I knew, but I'm also glad that I got to see how Stephanie is in the springtime and the wintertime. <laughs> and, you know. What if she asked you to marry her and you were like, I just need to see springtime, Stephanie, before I commit to anything? <laughs> I think it's wise. It's wise. It's, it's, it's probably a good idea if you can do it, if you have that kind of discipline. There's people that have not had premarital sex Mm. that are waiting to Mm. get married 
So sometimes they cut it short. And so they're like, you're the one. Let's get married. (laughs) (laughs) We're 19. This is going to work. You find yourself Uh in uh, 25 and I was going to say horny. Oh, it's just a throwback to our last. No, but I'm not going to say it. Well, you already did. But go ahead. Um, Okay. So Sally's daughter, Shantina, Mm -hmm. who's in this documentary, she said Sally was beyond and wholeheartedly in love with her stepdad, Ray. And Sally's son, John, remembers the family getting attention everywhere they went, which was, you know, it's the fun part of this docuseries Mm -hmm. is watching the early days with them. Yeah. I have to say the kids are extraordinarily likable. I know. I mean, like. Seemingly down to earth and they they were pretty amazing. Yeah. But they were showing pictures of the family, like going to Disneyland. And Ray, (laughs) Ray loved the tank tops, okay. And also the tank tops with the the thinnest straps that kind of go down below the nipple. Well, to me, when I was a kid and I would see those, I always thought it was because they're so muscular, the tank top stretched. Right. To just like. I wonder if that's what it's supposed to make you feel. He also had little spaghetti strap bottoms, too. What is a spaghetti strap bottom? I don't know. Just a little tiny pair of panties. You did? No. Well, look who you're talking to. Ray. Ray. The person we're talking about. Yes. You think I'm going to veer off and start talking about my underwear? Yes, I was imagining you. I stay. I would hope you're not imagining me. (laughs) Well, that's why it it knocked me off my feet for a second. I had to, like, take, you know, take a breath. Yes. They walked around Disney World, like, totally jacked. Like muscles bulging in the tight, like biker Mm -hmm. shorts or little tiny shorts. And then the two kids were just seemingly normal kids that wanted to run around and eat cotton candy. And then you had the two parents that looked (laughs) like like they just stepped out of Gold's Gym. Yes. There were like buses that would slow down when they drive by to look at them. When you have Herculean parents yes people look stop and stare yeah so sally worked as a cook for the marines money was really tight she really wanted they both really wanted to go from amateur bodybuilder to pro Mm -hmm. ray left the marines in 1990 he wanted to win mr olympia and he won his first pro competition and quickly became popular in the bodybuilding community Mm. He was very handsome. She was attractive, too. She was attractive, too. These two, this couple that were extraordinary in every way. And uh, Shantina recalls spray painting her mom and dad with fake tanner before competitions. And seeing her dad wearing skimpy underwear. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're eight or ten and you're, you know, that's a normal day is just spray spray tanning your parents. <laughs> And Ray would eat 114 eggs a week. Oh, God. How do you even do that? I don't think I've done that in my entire life. And I'm almost 52. And I've only been a vegan for almost six years. Oh, you mean you don't think you've eaten 114 eggs in your entire life? I don't. Mm -mm. 
Do you think you have? I would say yes. Yeah, maybe in like baked goods. Back in the day, did you not eat like eggs for breakfast or anything? I did. I was just a very picky eater. Like I mainly love cheese and pickles. Ah, all roads lead to pickles. Mm-hmm. Have we talked about that pickle juice is good for leg cramps? Probably. <laughs> anyway, I'm just letting people know that. Do people come here for medical advice? Yes, oh, okay. they do. Good. We give some great advice on this show. Yes. People are always commenting on it. Uh, okay, there was a guy named Wayne DeMil- Demilia. He was the former chairman of the International Federation of Bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. And he talked about that everyone was on steroids and that one year they decided, okay, we're going to test the bodybuilders for steroids. And if, if they test positive, they can't compete. And the fans were very upset because everybody didn't look as jacked as usual. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. stopped doing that. It's just a little sidebar. Thank you. Let's stay on track, though. Oh, okay. So at some point, Ray wanted Sally to quit bodybuilding and focus solely on supporting his bodybuilding. So at some point, Sally was driving to Tijuana to get illegal steroids for Ray. Hmm. I mean, this is when it really, the wheels started coming off and you're like, whoa, everything about this seems destructive. Yeah. Female bodybuilders in the 90s were making significantly less money than the men. It's the only industry that you see that happening. (laughs) I mean, it used to be, and it probably still is, the only industry where women are usually make more than men is modeling. Oh, is that right? Uh, That's what I've always thought, anyway. Have you been a model ever? (laughs) I'm sure I told you. Listen, if I've already told you this story, just bluebell it, because I'm sure I told you about Back in the day, when I, I'm saying back in the day a lot, uh, when I lived in Florida, I was young, I was early 20s, and I had headshots. Wait, was this in Florida? Yes. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> and my hair is very curly. No, no, no. Was this documentary? This documentary Me, was not in Florida. No, no. This was no, in no. California. This was in California. Oceanside. No, okay. but this story is in hmm. okay, Florida. Of course, of course. And I'm sure I've told you this before. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, um, who cares? I get a call from my agent, and he was like, great news. You've been booked for a print job. Mm. And I was like, a print job? Like a model? A modeling job? (laughs) And he said, yeah. And I said, oh, I didn't even know I was up for a modeling job. That is (laughs) – do I need to go meet with them or – and he was like, no. They saw your picture, and they want to book you. So I was like – Was it for X-Lax? Close. So I get there. Gas and, and I've, you know, I feel like I'm looking pretty good. And <laughs> I said, what is this uh, for, by the way? Uh, and they said, yeah. oh, it's for a hair salon. And they repair bad perms. So we want you to hold up your hair. <laughs> hold up your hair and look like side eye. Look at it. And with a with a face like uh oh you know bad perm, and then the caption said um, bad perm. I have diarrhea. 
I have a bad perm and diarrhea. Is it bad perm? We can help. And it was really sad because I didn't even have a perm. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> but you did have diarrhea. I did after that shoot. I was like, ah, well, that's what I get for being full of myself. When I was like, I am going to my modeling job. <laughs> uh, I've never even been asked to do anything like that oh so i should feel lucky bummed i would feel bummed well there's still time yeah but yeah that was my one modeling no actually i was in a catalog once i wore sweatpants let's let's get back to the story (laughs) (laughs) we're back okay um we were never gone we were just Cheryl was daydreaming about her modeling career. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you asked me about it. Okay, so money was tight. Now Sally began to do wrestling home videos for a guy named Bill Wick to make extra money. And the video is all centered around a man being beat up by a a muscular woman. The men that enjoyed this type of thing Mm -hmm. were called schmoes. Mm-hmm. Which is odd. I didn't know that was like, I didn't know schmo meant something so specific. Did you know that? No, I just, I thought it was like average, you know, like a typical Joe like Schmo. Joe yeah. Well. I didn't know that he had a muscular woman strangling him with her thighs. We yeah. will be right oh. back on Tig and Cheryl. True True story. story. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back on Tig and Cheryl. True story. So Sally was doing pretty good work with her. She did not like to refer to them as schmoes because she felt like that was a derogatory term. And she was, you know, happy with this cash she was making. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so this is when things uh, take a turn. So Sally and Shantina recall Ray's physical abuse towards Sally. He often choked her and broke her nose. Um, And Sally reported the abuse to her first sergeant, but Ray was quickly released. And then the abuse got worse. So Sally kept a sawed-off shotgun in the house for protection when Ray was traveling. And uh, Sally remembers the physical abuse getting worse around Ray's shows when he was taking lots of steroids. And um, Sally started making plans to move her and her kids back to Pennsylvania. 
so this this relationship was toxic at this mm-hmm. point. It's yeah bad for everybody. No turning back. And no. so many people end up in that situation. Maybe somebody's listening right now who's in that situation. It's not turning around. Yeah. So if you know, find a way. Mm-hmm. Find a way to get out because it's. Yeah. Um, I know it's it's not easy, but no. Surround yourself with some support and and get out. Yeah, I mean, it's like as I've mentioned many times in my life that when you're diagnosed with cancer or some illness that seems bigger than you and sometimes ends up being bigger than you and you don't know where to turn there are so many organizations and charities um, people that are truly standing by waiting hoping that somebody will reach out to them so they can help and it is the same in this type of situation yeah yeah. So nobody saying any illness or getting out of a toxic situation is easy by any no. stretch of the imagination. Not at all. And if you don't do it for yourself, do it for your children. Yeah. So um, on Valentine's Day, 1995, Ray and Sally got into a fight. When Sally asked Ray where he had been, he was on five different steroids, getting ready for a show and was extra hostile. And after Ray choked Sally again, she was afraid he would kill her. Mm -hmm. You know, they were fighting, I think, in the kitchen. And she went and grabbed her sawed-off shotgun from the bedroom. Sally told Ray to leave the house. He refused. And Sally shot him twice Mm -hmm. and and killed him. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's especially tragic because Shantina and John were both home when Ray was shot. And that was like... That's just... It's beyond comprehension. I think that when the questioning and everything was happening at the police station Mm -hmm. with the children and the innocence and Mm -hmm. sweetness in their voices and the questions and the Mm -hmm. statements and the... Everything was where I was like, oh, God, I don't know if I can watch push it. through and watch this. I, know. I, I was, I, It was so, it was one of the saddest, most devastating things. And no, it was so sad. I, I was truly stunned and sick to my stomach and sad. I know. I felt the same way. One of those times when you wish you could turn back time and yeah. he would have made a different choice and uh, it and yeah the kids and she didn't ask for an attorney and yeah all of the complicating elements yes so the children were taken by child services uh to a group home and then daniel goldstein who was the prosecutor in sally's case you know, opposing her, viewed Sally as unremorseful and questioned her claims of self-defense because of her physical strength and accounts of her aggression. Mm -hmm. And then William Raphael, Sally's defense attorney, was able to convince the judge that Sally was a battered woman and reduced her bail from $1 million to $100,000. And then Sally's wrestling... We're not going to call him schmoes because she did. She doesn't want to call him schmoes, but her wrestling 
male buddies, they all chipped in to make her bail. Mm -hmm. In court, Sally's claim of self-defense and battered women's syndrome was refuted when they found evidence of her going back into the bedroom to reload the gun and shoot him a second time. Then during the court case, Sally really wanted to testify, even though her attorney said, please don't. It never ends well when somebody wants to, you know, somebody who's being accused testifies on their own behalf. And it did not go well. Because one of the most damaging pieces of evidence was a poster of Sally posing with the actual murder weapon. I mean, she's like, you know, has her her muscles bulging with the sawed-off shotgun and the title above her that says Killer Sally McNeil. Mm-hmm. So it's just beyond. Sally was found guilty of second-degree murder, and the jurors did not believe she acted in, in self-defense. I feel like it's mm. such an example of, I mean, obviously this kind of thing happens all the time, but especially, you know, 25 years ago and longer. What do you mean? I just feel like people listen to women a little more. Oh, now. A little more. Yeah, a little. Well, we're, we're definitely, you know, we're definitely as a society shining a light on that more than before. Well, it's really interesting because when I was in New York a couple of days ago, I was out with this comedian that I've known for years. And I was so shocked when she told me that it wasn't until like her adult life that she even believed that men assaulted women. What do you mean? She just didn't believe that she it just, ha- happened. Yeah. She just thought women were complaining and... And she just... Um, oh, my God. I was, And I said the same thing. I was like, what, what do you mean? She goes, I just thought they were complaining. I don't, I don't know. She said, I've never been assaulted. And I just thought Can't women imagine were... It. Yeah. And I was like, Wow. <laughs> I was I was I was shocked. That is shocking, especially yeah. coming from a woman and a female comedian um because you know you're around some weird guys. Yeah. There's a lot of like drinking, drugs, weird like Aggressive road behavior. Gigs. Yeah, you're just you're kind of, but it's also like I'm in that world and I've never seen cocaine in my life. <laughs> Mm. So I do know you can be in these scenarios and not experience certain things, but I just was fascinated. But I mean, she believes women now. Okay. And to to also kind of wrap that point up, she said she blames it on deeply rooted misogyny that she took on as a woman. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's complicated yeah but i've seen that with not just other women but i would say women in comedy where they are defending men that are you know Mm. sexually abusing people or harassing people and they are just like feeling like they're one of the guys too and so they're not 
defending the women. They're defending their guy friends. That is bizarre. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh God, it's it's all very very complicated. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing that was really interesting about this documentary is um, when you hear Sally talk about it, she was always just pretty matter of fact about everything. And you know, I have to say, this is this is not meant as a connection to these two people, mm-hmm. but. While I was watching Sally talk, I kept thinking, who does she remind me of? Hmm. Who does she remind me of? And I, it might take you watching her again and watching this person again, or maybe not. But the guy, that murderer in Galveston, Texas, that HBO documentary, Robert Durst. Oh, they, they both did this. They would both um, blink their eyes, really blink their strongly. eyes a lot. And um, I can't do it now that I'm not watching her. But while I was watching her, she looked like it. And then I could kind of recreate it myself. And I realized I was like, oh, it's Robert Durst that did ah. that, too. Do you remember how he yeah. would blink all the yeah. time? Did you notice she would, too? No, I didn't notice that. But, but I did feel her disconnection with emotions about it Mm -hmm. and robert Mm -hmm. durst was the same way i mean he never got emotional or yeah you know i would say he was like on the other end even further yeah yes yeah yeah so how can somebody talk about something so uh sad and tragic and be matter of fact about it well i mean there can be just like having to disassociate, you know, in order to talk about it, to survive yeah. and to, survive. to talk about it. Yeah. Well, Sally was released from prison in 2020 after serving 25 years. Her connection with her children suffered over the years. And now it w- was very interesting, too, because these two beautiful kids that she has mm-hmm. that are now grown up and they both went into the military. Do you find that yep. interesting? Well, yes and no, but, you know, they're in Oceanside, which is a huge military area of Southern Ah. California. I have family down there, and it's very military. And then also, yeah, when there's aggression, you know, it can probably connect you to the military. Yeah. And then also, it sounds like they also didn't have a lot of money. Right. And a lot of people go into the military when they don't have money or direction and... Or a lot of options. Yeah. I'm not saying any of those are the reasons why. Right. Or they can just be hoping that that would... Turn turn their lives around in a... Yeah. 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 I think there's a lot of different reasons, but I thought they actually all made sense. I know. It was just so hard because John talks about being deployed several times and has PTSD and not only from his time in the military, but also watching what happened with his parents. He seems so fragile. I know. And look, he shared without detail that he wasn't a great husband. He married and... Who knows what that even means? Right. But 
I just, <laughs> I feel weird saying from the time he was little to his, you know, right. adulthood. Like, like you've I known wanted, him. Right. But I was just like, oh my gosh, I care about these kids. I, I want know. to. Ugh. I know. And he, and he talks, I mean, they were very candid, these two. Very candid. Yeah. It was really beautiful the way they shared with people mm-hmm. because I yeah. think that's very hard. And the circumstances. Oh, my gosh. If you're embarrassed that your parents are, you know, spray tanned and muscular walking around in, you know, a G-string essentially around Disneyland, you're probably pretty mortified that there was. Right. This tragedy. This, that yeah. You watched your mother shoot your father and then mm-hmm. and they did talk about that one of the kids did say you know or maybe sally i don't know but what somebody in it said um that it used to be attention in a positive mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. because they were bodybuilders and people stopped and looked and um and then now then there was so much attention in a very negative overwhelming way and mm-hmm. for a while, John didn't ha- want anything to do with his mom. And Shantina mm-hmm. stopped visiting her mom, too, because that was it was too emotionally difficult for them. Yeah. But now they're all grown up, and um, Shantina has, you know, introduced Sally to her grandson, and... And Sally talks on the phone to, to John, and then um, it was very sweet because... Sally met a guy. Mm-hmm. When she finally got out of jail. She got out of jail and she met a man at the veteran support group and they fell in love and she got remarried. Yep. So that's uh That's a rough story. That is a rough uh, story. It really does take a dark, takes such a dark turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very difficult. Well, okay. Are you ready for our final thoughts? I am. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I did. You did? I did. I did. When? When, when during the questioning and hearing those kids crying and try and just the way John was trying to make a case for his mother. I know. I, I just I was so like, oh, oh yeah. God. He John was young. He mm-hmm. was probably I don't know nine or something, and yeah, he was know. basically acting like the grown up in the situation. Mm-hmm. In this suggesting you know, ways that she could. Defend herself. Yeah, tell them that he did that to you. Tell right. him. I don't know. It killed. It was me. heartbreaking. Um, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. What about you? Um, I did not cry, but mm-hmm. I was very sad, and I knew it was going to be sad mm-hmm. because my sister called me and said, "Did you finish Killer Sally?" And I, and at that point, I was just like at the bodybuilding stuff. And she Mm -hmm. sounded very sad. And I was like, okay, don't tell me anything. And I have to finish watching it. So I knew it was going to be bad. I knew it was going to be bad. Okay. uh, Oh, ah, and who were you attracted to? It's really hard to talk about things like this after a sad one. 
Yeah, we can skip that. We'll skip it. It was uh, all, it was a tough one. It was a tough one with several physically attractive people. There were several physically attractive people. Um, But yeah, we can move along. So that's all for this week's episode. Next week, we'll be talking about Orgasm, Inc., the story of one taste. And that's on Netflix. Up to, before we go, woo, should we do some true fan mail? Sure. This is from Anna Maria. Hey, Anna Maria. Hey. 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 I'm an OG fan of the pod, but the last episode, Gilda, was my favorite so far. At one point, Tig mentioned briefly that her brother hadn't attended their grandmother's funeral, and I had to rewind to make sure I heard correctly. My father recently died of sudden undetected advanced cancer. He asked to not have a funeral, but my family gathered anyway. I flew across the country to be there, but couldn't get out of the car when the time came. Actually, my 96-year-old grandmother wobbled up a steep hill and dragged me out of the car in the end, but I always felt abnormal that I wasn't ready to deal with the pain publicly just days after he died when all my other family members seemed to think it was necessary. I felt a huge wave of relief when Tig mentioned her brother hadn't attended his grandmother's funeral. Strange how such a small comment could affect me so deeply, but it did. You two being candid about the hard things and which docs make you cry has been really helpful to me over the past year as I've been dealing with the grief of losing my dad. Also, I just finished an undergrad in film studies, so it's great to have such an educational podcast to fill the academic void. Whoa. Wow. Anna Maria. It is crazy. Yeah, sorry for your loss, and it is so crazy how one little moment or one word or sentence can stop you in your tracks. And and you can really connect with somebody. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. That was, thank you, Anna Maria. Okay, one, yeah, one last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Amanda. Hey, Amanda. Hey, hey, Amanda. Hey. I love this podcast, and I'm working my way through each and every episode. I usually listen when I cook dinner, but have also played some of the episodes while my husband and I travel. It has truly become part of our daily conversations, and it isn't uncommon for my husband to come into a room saying, hey, girl, hey. Or to answer my question with, there's no way to know, LOL. (laughs) My favorite just happened on a day when I was preparing for a dinner party. My husband walked into the kitchen and said, hey, honey, are you just (laughs) tic-tacking? Are you you just tic-tacking? In a world that can be difficult and stressful, it is a joy to play this podcast and laugh out loud. Thanks so much and keep the episodes coming. <laughs> oh my god, I love this guy. Hey, honey. That hey, you just tic-tacking? <laughs> tic-tacking around. <laughs> I have to say I've been teasing Stephanie because she has started listening to a podcast and she is mm-hmm. so into it mm-hmm. and she talks about it incessantly to me. <laughs> and I said, "Okay, I think I finally understand what our listeners' spouses are experiencing when 
our <laughs> listeners are talking because I'm just I'm I find myself going okay. uh-huh okay. oh oh she did <laughs> okay all right well I have to get on this call and then Stephanie will be like well hold on and then she said and and I'm like oh my god <laughs> that is too funny yeah. Yeah. What do you do when people don't? You're not listening to the same ones. It's just like okay. Oh, good. Yeah. That's that does sound funny. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, tic tac. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Herpes detector. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That okay. Def- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tig, is there anything that you would like to promote? I would like to promote um, mm-hmm. pickled. Oh. On Paramount. Plus, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're re-airing it on CBS, but you can definitely see it on Paramount Plus. And then, oh, you know, Star Trek is also on Paramount Plus. Oh, and, you have a real uh, relationship with Paramount Plus. It's the holidays, so get my book. It's called I'm Just a Person. Get my albums. I have, I don't know, five or so or more. And uh, I'm going to have a merchandise page up on my website, which is tignotaro.com. And then you can buy any and all of those things signed. Whoa. Yeah. That's a nice gift for someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can get you one, Cheryl. I would love that. Also, Mm -hmm. I want to thank all of the Snurkbulls that are rating the show and subscribing Keep it up and then head on over to Don't Ask Tig and rate and subscribe and listen to that, my other podcast. What do you have going on, Cheryl? Well, I'm excited about this Celebrity IOU mm-hmm. on uh, HGTV and it mm-hmm. airs uh, December 19th, but it's mm. really fun and I haven't seen it. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it, but I'll be watching it with. Dr. Becky Hines and the Florida crew, but um, mm-hmm. it'll, I think it'll be a lot of fun. We do a little makeover for my, my friend, Saritha. Great. I think it's going to be great. And then, you know, the usual curb and other stuff. <laughs> great. All right. Whew. Should we do it again? Yes. Yes. Let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabi Kobasich, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>